I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know, I've been talking about earned media value for quite some time on this podcast. My friends at Eisenberg have just raised the bar on earned media benchmarks with their social index. Social index now gives you globally earned media values across a growing list of six geographies for all your KPIs across the top seven social platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. You can now visualize these values for deeper analysis, and they have a look-back window over two years of historical comparisons. Social Index is updated daily. Don't get stuck with old data. Over 1,000 companies have used the Social Index to understand the ROI of their social campaigns. And if you work with a social agency, you should demand they incorporate earned media values into your reports. Get your earned media value for social content. Visit earnedmediavalues.com slash Allen. Again, that's earnedmediavalues.com slash A-L-A-N. This year, like in years past, I'm excited for a partnership with the North American FE Awards. The FE Awards honor the most effective marketing efforts of the year, and I will be going behind the scenes with a number of FE winners from this year's competition. For all of us, it's about predicting where the consumer is going and getting half of it right. One of the things we want to do is create ads that don't suck. Embracing change creates great possibility. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Today on the show, I talked to Angela Gussie, Marketing Director of Pop-Tarts at Kellogg's and runs the Pop-Tarts business in the United States. We talk a little bit about her Effie win in 2017 for Pop-Tart Soda Amazing, which was a mashup of different flavors that made its way into the product with Orange Crush and A&W Root Beer Pop-Tart flavors. The campaign used artists such as DNC and Neo as mashup opportunities to promote the mashup Pop-Tarts. One of the interesting tactics was the use of the app Smule, which is a karaoke app where consumers could sing along with these artists videos got 7 million views and over 200,000 people creating videos. Well, Angela, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Well, I should say first off, congratulations for your Effie for Pop-Tarts Soda Amazing. For those people that are listening that haven't seen that campaign, can you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. Well, thank you for the congratulations. We were incredibly excited to be recognized for the work. The Soda Amazing campaign was behind the launch of our two soda-flavored Pop-Tarts. 
that entered the market in May of last year. So we had two flavors. We had A&W Root Beer and Orange Crush Pop-Tarts. And our fans love them. And this campaign was in support of that launch. Awesome. You've got the new product, obviously, but was there a insight behind the campaign? I know you, the essence of the, what I saw from videos was these mashups, if you will, of different artists. Yeah, that's correct. So in terms of the campaign itself, we know that teens spend more than a third of their day online, whether that be videos or music, you know, nine hours plus online watching this kind of stuff. So we also know that they're bored. So in spite of the fact that they have 24 hour access to everything online, they're always looking for new and interesting ways to mix it up. So like you said, the food itself was a mashup, pairing this unlikely combination of Pop-Tarts and soda. And that's something that, again, we know our consumers are really interested in. So if you think about these unlikely pairings that exist in the world, whether it be fashion or food, like Doritos Locos Tacos or the Kanye West and Paul McCartney collaboration, all of those kinds of things are these interesting mashups. So that started with the food, and then we extended that into the commercial idea. So we combined music with Pop-Tarts and soda and mashed all those things up with consumers' favorite artists and songs to make sure that teens were surprised and um, it was disruptive and interesting for these teens that we're trying to reach. Interesting. So I know with any campaign, there's probably tens or hundreds of decisions that get made. You know, were there some big decisions that you, that you think back on that, wow, that was a really important decision that we had to make? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, first and foremost, it's about the food. So partnering with Dr. Pepper Snapple Group to create these delicious flavors was step one. From there, we worked with Universal Music Group to identify the right artists. So finding artists that we know will resonate with our consumer group, you know, we're trying to reach teens and young adults. So finding hot artists that we know would be willing to work with our brand and finding the right music and songs. So we were really fortunate to find a great group of artists across a lot of different music styles. We had DNCE representing pop rock. We had Neo in R&B, Kiki Palmer, who's a pop star and then Easton Corbin, who is a country musician. So all these different music styles and artists worked really well for us. And when we look back at last summer, I think one of the decisions that we made in choosing DNCE worked out really well for us because one of the biggest hits last summer was Cake by the Ocean. And that was the song that we had contracted with our program. So that was definitely a lucky strike for us and helped really drive engagement in the program. And then also thinking about some of the things that we did that were different you know, we do a lot of the traditional things like TV that everyone does, but we also were trying to find some cutting edge new apps where our consumers are engaged in the content. And so we partnered with Smool, which is a karaoke app to make that program more interesting and relevant. So I think finding the right artist, but then finding ways to reach consumers in new and different ways were really critical to our success. That's pretty neat. So if people could actually participate in singing along. Yeah. So the way the Smool app works, it's a karaoke app, and what it does is it, it records you singing, it shows you the words, it shows you your part of the song, and you're singing alongside the artist. So the way it's recording, you're on the screen with DNCE, and DNCE is singing part of the song, and you're singing part of the song. And it was incredible to watch how consumers really engaged with the app. So we also had, um, we did mashups with the artists themselves. So DNCE and Neo sang each other's songs, they sang them together. So DNCE and Neo sang Cake by the Ocean, and DNCE and Neo also sang Let Me Love You. So that was really cool if you just wanted to watch the artists interact with each other, um, but then you could interact with the artists. And what we found was that our 
these consumers were actually acting out the things they had seen. So they were holding up Pop-Tarts boxes. And it was really just cool to see how they interacted and engaged and became a part of that brand experience. Interesting. So were there any leaps of faith you had to make going through this planning process? Absolutely. Especially when you're doing something new like Smool, it's a little bit of data and a little bit of trust. You know, we have an incredible group of partner agencies that help us sort through all of that. And we do the due diligence that we can in evaluating things like artists or apps. You know, we're thinking through costs, trying to work together to make sure everything is the right fit. But you have to kind of believe that some of these things are going to work. So something like Smool, we were the first ever CPG company to work with Smool. So we had to, there was a little bit of a leap of faith that it was going to work. It did. So that was great. But sometimes they don't. And that's part of the test and learn environment with digital is that you don't always know if it's going to work. But then you also have components of your program that you know will work. So TV is certainly not as sexy, but we always know that that's an effective way for us to reach our consumers. And that becomes a fundamental part of our plan as well. So it's balancing those kind of riskier components with the more traditional components. Interesting. Were there any surprises along the way going through this process? I'm always surprised by how passionate fans are about Pop-Tarts. These teens and young adults want to engage in conversations with the brand online. So, you know, they go on Twitter and Facebook and all of these different apps and channels and, and they want to talk to you and they can be brutally honest. But when they love something, they become your biggest advocates. And so it's incredible to me to see how much our fans love us and how much they will advocate for us when they love something. Um, The same with the flavors. You know, these flavors are a little non-traditional, so we weren't sure exactly how they were going to do in market, but it was huge. I mean, before we even had the product available in stores, we had over 200 million PR impressions and we were trending on Facebook during our launch week. So to be trending on Facebook, I never expected that. Um, It was a very lovely surprise. Uh, But it was really neat to see that. And that was part of this fan engagement that our consumers were talking about us and talking about the food. And then Smool itself was a huge hit. We had over 7 million views and nearly 200,000 pieces of organic user-generated content. So almost 200,000 people went in and actually engaged with the karaoke app and were singing along, which was awesome. So lots of great things as part of that campaign. Well, and you talked about a lot of these partners that you had. I mean, it, it takes a team, right, to do this. What could you say about the team? Sound like you have everyone from your product partner, Dr. Pepper, to you know, artists, agencies, internal teams, this apps. I'm just curious. That's a lot to coordinate. Everything we do, and anyone in marketing will tell you this, is it's a massive team effort. So we have our traditional agency partners that are helping us develop the creative. We were working with Universal Music Group to identify and work with talent. We had a PR agency announcing the launch and also managing artist information. We have a media agency that's helping us to manage placements. We obviously have a food team here at Kellogg's that's helping us develop the food. And then we have the marketing team that's trying to manage all these pieces of the puzzle. So um, it's an incredible effort with a lot of great people who are working really hard to make it happen. And you know, it's regular status calls and follow-ups and, you know, late night emails, but, you know, we're able to bring it all to life through the help of a lot of people who really care about and are working hard for the business. Interesting. Well, I love the FEs because they're, they really get at the heart of marketing effectiveness. So curious, how would you define marketing effectiveness in your own words? For me, marketing is effective when it helps you sell more product. That's fundamentally what we're trying to do. Our message has to be 
interesting and relevant enough to break through all of the clutter. There's a lot of clutter. There are a lot of messages out there in the market, and we have to break through that and motivate our consumers to buy Pop-Tarts. And that means you're doing a good job. So we're looking at each component of our plan to make sure that it's going to be driving more sales of Pop-Tarts. Each channel, each tool has its own performance indicators, but at the end of the day, what we do is look at ROI to understand what worked and what didn't. And to get to strong ROIs, you've got to be reaching the right people and the right channels with a good message. So at the end of the day, it's selling more product, and we know that when we see a big ROI. Nice. Well, so stepping back a little bit from the campaign, I love to kind of get to know the person I'm talking to. And you've reached a level of success in your career already. Was there a moment in your life that kind of defined who you became as a marketer today? Sure. I mean, when I think back many, many years ago, at the risk of sounding ancient, <laughs> I studied overseas when I was in undergrad. And I, you know, I lived with a host family. I took classes. I interned at a newspaper for children in Paris. And I think in terms of my personal development, that's when I realized I could really do anything I wanted. And I'm the only one who sets my limits. But professionally and as a marketer, it really made me think about people and how you talk to them and how you reach them. So there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There are a lot of differences between people, but there are also a lot of similarities. And when you think about, you know, for example, you think about stereotypes and everyone talks about how French people are rude and indifferent, but that wasn't my experience at all. When I got there and was really learning and engaging and talking to these people, it was a very different experience. And I think you also see how we're really all the same. Everybody wants the same things. They want the best for their families. They want to feel appreciated. They want to have fun. And so part of what we do in marketing is teasing apart where are people similar and where are we different? And then how do we talk to them? And that's essentially the underpinning of everything that I do today, plus a lot of analysis. Right. No, I think that's a really keen insight. The other one you mentioned as well, that you set your own limits, right? You're your own limit setter, if you will. Absolutely. And you don't know what you can do till you try it. And I think that's a really important thing. You know, we try to let people take risks to a certain extent. And it's like we talked about before that what are the leaps that you have to make you don't always have 100% of the information. So you do the best you can with the information you have. And we need to give ourselves the space that sometimes you'll win and sometimes you'll lose and fail for we talk about failing forward, that it's okay if you're able to learn something from the experience, if it doesn't go perfectly right, let's just talk about what would we do differently? Or what did we learn from that? We try not to make expensive mistakes, but you make mistakes and you learn from them. And that's part of how we figure out how to do it better. 
Nice. Well, what's the, I'm curious, what's your favorite part of the job these days? Quite honestly, I love the people that I work with. And, you know, we talked about being a part of a massive team. There are dozens of people cross-functionally across all the agency partners that help bring the brand to life. And they are exceptional. We work really hard. We have a lot of fun. And when you have a great team of great people and you're working hard and then you see your work out in market, that moment that you see it out there, that moment when we were trending on Facebook or when we were at the concert with DNCE, it's just really amazing to see the fruit of your labor live and in person. So I think um, we have a lot of fun getting there. And then when you see it, it's, there's really just nothing like it. And most marketers are students of the business, I think. And I'm curious, are there brands that you follow outside of Kellogg's? Absolutely. We follow a lot of brands, some that are direct competitors and some that may not seem like direct competitors. So a lot of what we do on the Pop-Tarts business is look at work being done by brands that reach our consumers, that same core consumer, that teen and young adult target. So we watch Taco Bell. Um, I think they do some really cool work. And you know, Cheetos is one of my favorite brands. I think the work they've done, when you look at the Cheetos Museum, where they are having consumers look at a Cheeto and they put it on this pedestal and consumers are participating in that work, and it's directly tied to the food itself and really engaging them. I mean, I just think that's so clever. And the same with the, I don't know if you saw the Cheetos store over the holidays, but they created this whole online store where you could buy Cheetos pajamas. They had Cheetos jewelry that sold for thousands of dollars and Cheeto cologne that was the fragrance of Cheeto. And they sold out of everything. I mean, I just think that's such an interesting and different way to reach your consumer. And that wasn't even the food itself, but it was so innately tied to the brand, just a really neat way to get consumers engaged in talking about your brand. So we love that kind of stuff. And it isn't necessarily a direct competitor with us, but it certainly inspires us to think about what can we do to reach our consumers as well. I did not know that. And I'm going to have to tell my wife about the Cheeto cologne. Maybe she liked me more if I wear that. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if you can still buy it. Like I said, I think a lot of that stuff sold out. I mean, even these, you know, the jewelry they had that was thousands and thousands of dollars, they sold it. So it's pretty interesting. And like I said before, you know, consumers want to engage. They want to be a part of your brand. And when they love your brand, they'll absolutely, I don't know about Cheeto cologne being, or, you know, something you'll find at Macy's someday, but wearing a Cheetos t-shirt or a Pop-Tarts t-shirt, you know, our consumers are proud to love the brands that they love. And so we really want to make sure we're tapping into that so that they're talking about us and continue to love us too. Great. What do you see as the most important marketing trend today or opportunity for marketers? I think consumers today just get increasingly frustrated with traditional advertising. So, you know, nobody really wants that thing that pops up in front of the article they're trying to read online that says, buy my product. Nobody really wants to see an ad. So I think the opportunity for us is to figure out how to advertise in a way that breaks through but doesn't feel intrusive. And there will always be things that are intrusive, and that's just part of what we do. But I think when you can authentically integrate with an experience, consumers love that so much more. So we're trying to do more of that on Pop-Tarts. You know, last week, we were a sponsor at VidCon in California, and it was all about YouTube and influencers and artists and having, and it's the same thing with the artists in the soda program, that it's finding someone who can authentically talk about your product and help you reach your consumers in a way that's non-traditional. We're always going to do TV because it works, but especially with the people that we talk to on Pop-Tarts, um, they're not always watching TV. Quite frankly, a lot of them never turn their TV on. They really do everything through their mobile devices. So we got to figure out how to 
do things a little differently. That's a big challenge as well, just that frustration level with traditional advertising. Are there any other challenges that you think you, you're facing or marketers in general are facing these days? How we reach our consumer, like I said, it's, it's constantly changing, especially with these younger consumers. And what's trending changes so fast. So it's Facebook one minute, then it's Twitter, then it's Snapchat. And now people are talking about, is Snapchat already out? And how do you talk to a consumer in Snapchat? It's hard to figure out exactly where your consumer will be and how long that's going to be on trend. And the interests change so quickly that we can't always count on traditional measures to help us make decisions. So the days of having an annual marketing mix to assess what you've done in the past and where you should go, in that stuff, it just takes too long. So trying to figure out how to, with these emerging platforms, how to test and understand um, in order to make decisions, you know, like I said, you'll never have 100% of the data. I think that's a real challenge to figure out how to make these decisions and how to make them quickly. And what are they going to like? You know, is what's cool today going to be cool tomorrow? Right. Are there any tools or techniques that you're using that you're finding helpful in that regard? Yeah, I mean, we're trying to do more real-time analysis as much as we can. So, and a lot of the partners, you know, they want this as well. So Snapchat wants us to advertise. So they're also trying to find ways to make sure that we feel confident in the work that we're doing with them. So I think you're finding a lot of the partner agencies have their own data as well. But we're in the analysis that we do, you know, we're trying to strike the right balance of, from a, a communications perspective, how much do we pretest versus not in the creative itself, but then also how do we measure real time the performance of these things? So, you know, we're getting to the point where some things we can measure. It's difficult to measure something in a week. You kind of have to give it enough time to get out there and see if it'll work. But, you know, six or eight weeks out, if we have three different ads out on YouTube, how do we choose which one is performing the best and push that out more than one that isn't performing as well? So we're constantly looking at metrics to figure out what can we optimize while it's in market? What do we do more of? What do we pull back on uh, versus waiting for a marketing mix assessment to come back a year later? So last question, what do you see for the future of marketing? Where do you think it's going to go? Honestly, it's impossible to predict. It was interesting because uh, someone at my team was at VidCon last week for our sponsorship. And in one of the seminars, they talked about, quote unquote, long-term planning being more than six months out. And they said, you just can't plan more than six months in advance. And yet here we are from a marketing perspective, we build three-year plans. And so I'm in the midst of building a three-year plan, but YouTube is telling me I can't plan more than six months out. So the world just changes so fast that I think we just have to figure out how do we adapt quickly and how do we be agile enough that we can change. I mean, we're still going to build a three-year plan, but then what are the components of the plan that you can modify as you go? And I think in the future, we're going to have more and better tools to help us do that, or at least that's what I'm hoping for. Who knows what the hot commodity will be next year in terms of, you know, what's the app that everyone wants to be on or what's the format that we you know, need to build content for. It'll be different from what it is today. I mean, even if you think about cell phones 20 years ago when I got my first cell phone, I never would have thought that the first thing I would do in the morning is look at my cell phone, but that's where we are today. So who knows 20 years from now what that will be, um, but it's, it'll be different and it'll move fast. So I think, you know, we have to figure out as a marketing company, as we market these brands, consumers are always going to love our brands because they're an outward sign of who they are as people. So how do we adapt in this ever-changing marketplace to figure out how to reach them? So we'll see. Interesting. Interesting. I'm just as curious as you are to see where it might go. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. My pleasure. 
Marketing Today is brought to you by Atomic. Atomic focuses on unleashing the growth potential for clients we serve. Atomic is a strategic consultancy specializing in business, marketing, brand, and innovation. Our singular goal is to help you accelerate your efforts with the right mix of expertise, analysis, and creativity. Check us out at Atomic.com. A-T-O-M-C-K.com. Hi, it's Alan again. Marketing Today was created and produced by me with project management by Sarah Williams, audio production by Aaron Campbell, writing and editing by Kevin Greeley, social media support by Megan Woods, art and graphic design by Sarah Dell. If you're new to Marketing Today, please feel free to write us a review on iTunes or your favorite listening platform. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about the show. We love to hear from listeners at info at atomic, A-T-O-M-C-K dot com. I'm Alan Hart, and this is Marketing Today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.